All right, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast, where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today we've got a great episode for you with Tony Smith, who is the CEO of Restaurant 365. Great to see you again, Tony. Always enjoy having you on. How, how is everything? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Jamie. Uh, things are going great. You know, it's it's been exciting to see the industry uh, resurge and and really be in a pretty solid spot compared to some of the difficulties from you know last time you and I chatted. And so, yeah, things are going really well on my end. Yeah, so we've had Tony on a, a couple times from the podcast. We've also done some live shows where we got into the COVID uh, pandemic, and and a couple times he's been on. So. Um, but what I realized in the three or four times I've had you on, we've never done backstory on you, like how you got to where you are. So let's do that real quick. Run me through, uh, I don't know, you don't have to go back to you when you were born, but uh, through college, jobs, how'd you get to where you are? Yeah. So, uh, boy, jobs. Jobs is a fun one. I, I worked lots of jobs. I, I worked in Little Caesars in high school. I mm. had plenty of others. I think by the time I graduated college, I had had 12 jobs. I counted up one time. Right. And I just like to do all kinds of different, lots of manual labor in my life. And uh, so, yeah, then I went to school at BYU. I came out and was working in software. I, I had studied uh, information systems, and then I ended up getting a job working with software. I, I hadn't anticipated that. That wasn't my goal or my target, but it turns out that you often get hired for what you study. So, you know, that was a shocker to me at the time, but then I became a software guy. And so I was doing software for lots of different industries. We were selling Microsoft business solutions and customizing solutions, but we were doing it for all kinds of industries. And so um, two of the guys I was working with, Morgan Harris and John Moody, that's the three founders at Restaurant 365, those two and I. Um, I had wanted to build a tool for a specific industry, you know, instead of reselling Microsofts all the time. And so at that point, we started looking for the right industry to dive into one that would really have a need where we could make a web based solution uh, that was pretty robust, sort of an ERP. You know, we liked accounting and we liked operational software. And, and we found that the restaurant industry really had that need. And it was a large industry. We thought there'd be plenty of room for us to play even though there were some other uh, systems in the market doing some of those things, but we didn't really see anyone doing everything we wanted to. And so uh, that's really where the idea came from. And it was 2011 that we ended up starting Restaurant 365. And so then I and one other developer, uh, you know, wrote those, the first lines of code, the first version, and really took off from there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's fine. Every time, every time we talk and I talk with other, other tech entrepreneurs where we are today and what the technology does, like when you started in 2011 or when you were thinking about it even further back, like the, the, the computers, they couldn't do anything. I mean, they couldn't do anything compared to what they do now. So you must be just kind of, kind of blown away or it's normal for you what, 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 what uh, the tech can do, but well, let, then just let's kind of pivot to exactly the things you guys do do. Uh, with Restaurant 365. Uh, and then we're going to get into kind of the main talk of today, which is the people stuff. Like what's going on? How do you build a culture that's strong to, to manage the labor shortage? But before that, what is the, uh, the quick overview commercial on Restaurant 365? Yeah, Restaurant 365, providing restaurant uh, management, enterprise management software. So basically covering many aspects of a restaurant business from accounting 
to scheduling, to inventory and recipe management, and payroll, HR, and hiring. So helping getting employees in the door and retaining them as well. So those are all uh, the primary features of our system that we focus on, and, and it's robust, and it's all in one place. Yeah, the, the, the all-in-one place stuff is such a big deal. So, uh, all right, I, I want to talk about this because it's on everybody's mind. We're sitting here, people shortage is number one concern across the country. Uh, you Where you guys are in California, where we are here, just everywhere. Um, we've talked about it online, but you, I know you've speak, spoken on this recently, and I know your clients are talk, concerned with this. You have the scheduling piece, you have the onboarding piece. What are you seeing with people? Overview. I mean, I'll, I'll probe you. I'll probe you. But what what are you seeing as an overview? And, I, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I think not a surprise to anyone. Uh, restaurants have had a tough time over the past year staffing their restaurant. They uh, we, we've seen that basically across the board that during COVID, a lot of them cut down in headcount and then they needed some mass hiring to fill back up. And a number of them had a hard time doing that. Or even as they did add employees, they had a really hard time keeping those people. So there was a really high turnover as well. You know, restaurant turnover is often in the 70 to 75% range. That's pre-pandemic. And there's some areas of the country where it's been as high as 140% annual mm. turnover. You just imagine the headache that is that people are going through trying to keep those jobs staffed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I want to ask you about... Um... That specifically, because one of the things that we want to talk about is finding, but also retention. And that's part of culture. And I've done a couple of good culture interviews lately. You guys are, you guys are, you have, you're a company, you guys are growing as well. You have the same challenges. How do you, how do you think about culture for either for your business? How do you see restaurants dealing with culture as a good retention tool? What do you think? Yeah. So in our business, culture is huge for me. That That's something I care. Priority number one. I think that everything else can fall in line when you've got that. And so as a CEO, really, I get to make my own job description, right? And, and I've really chosen to focus on five key areas. And number one for me is culture. Uh, we can talk about the others if you're interested in that at some point. But, but I just share that to say that that's something I've decided we have to be very vigilant about and deliberate. It's not something that's just going to happen because if you just let it happen, it's probably not going to end up being the culture you want and the one that's exciting and energizing to your employees. Yeah, we had a quote in a recent uh, session we did that was something very similar to that. It's something it pretty much said like culture is going to happen. You might as well shape it. You might as well be part of how how it shapes. How do you how do you direct it? Because if if that's a big priority, what, how do you think about it? what are some keys? Yeah, you know, you have the things that you set, the high levels, like maybe your company purpose. For us, that's helping restaurants thrive and grow. So uh, you have your purpose. You, we have our core values. Uh, for us, that's number one is love good food. And uh, we like that one because it's not just the food, but we love our customers, right? We love the ones providing that food. And and then, you know, some of the others that share positive vibes relentlessly seek greatness and solve problems together. Those are our four core values. And so I, I think it's important to have things like that that aren't just fake, but but that are things you actually use in the hiring process to find those people who are going to fit in well with your organization. So I think that's part of the culture. I think another part of a culture that every business should have is a data element. I think you want to be a data-driven culture where people know that they have targets to shoot for and that they'll be accountable. I think it's extremely important to choose 
how you're going to create your vision or your goals and how you communicate those out. There's lots of different mechanisms. Right now, we're using OKRs for our goal system. There's plenty of different books and mechanisms to use, but pick one and use it in your organization and be consistent so that people regularly know what the goals are and what their place is in that. So that's another really important element to me. And then the last one I think that's really important in developing a culture is I think all cultures should have an element of growth to them. So growth being an underlying factor because people want to grow. No Mm -hmm. one wants to be stagnant. And so having this element of growth that can be a personal growth as well as an organizational growth and helping people see how they can become more than they are and how your business will become more, I I think is extremely important as you're developing your culture. Yeah, let's come back to the the growth part and and hospitality as a potential career because that's how a lot of people that are high up started. They started in dishwashers and and so forth. But but let's go back to the data part for a minute. You guys are a tech company and data-driven and you have probably goals for your people. Have you seen any of your restaurant clients use data well to assess people, uh, manage them, promote them? so forth. What are some of the measurements they're using these days that have been helpful? What do you think? Yeah. I, one of the most important is prime profit. You know, so you take your sales minus food costs minus labor cost, and you get to that level. That's the most controllable element for a lot of the restaurant managers. And I've seen a number of restaurants do that really well. And they'll, they'll run this report, you know, in our system, we produce it and we have locations side by side and it anonymizes the names of the other locations, but you can sort and see who's doing the best on food cost, who's doing the best on labor. And you can go down to little details within those elements too. And so uh, these restaurant managers run that report. They'll click on the sorting and start to see where they rank. And it gets to be a little bit gamified, you know, a little bit of a competition as well as a number of restaurants uh, give bonus based Mm -hmm. on the performance of those numbers. So that's one that's been really important. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's go, because I know you were... um... You're a big, big book guy and quote guy like like me. And and so if you think about career development uh, and the hospitality segment, some folks look at it uh, very temporary, temporary job like like your, yourself and many and many folks at so high school, you you work and you, you know, you move on. Other folks progress through it. Uh, but your point from a few minutes ago where people want to be challenged, they want to be rewarded, they want to see a path forward. And there really is an opportunity in the restaurant space, especially with multi-unit places to grow and expand and be regional and this and so forth. How have you seen folks take it and be successful with showing a path towards towards growth? What do you think? Yeah, we, we have a few different customers who have created plans. You know, they get they get clever, clever names there about um, you know, hire to, to promote and they have some different names for their programs, but basically helping people who come in at the initial level, move up to manager. I was reading uh, that eight or nine out of 10, depending on which thing you read, restaurant managers you know, began as frontline employees. And so that really is a solid path to be able to show people. And so then I think there's a few key things you can do at that point to help employees right from the beginning to know, you know, some of those things are during the interview process, talk about the path and, and not just about the specific job they're going to be doing day one. Uh, I think another one is to help them see people at your organization and get to know those people as mentors who have done that, you know, people who exemplify your culture and have been there a long time and have progressed. 
I think part of it is, again, like we talked about the culture being purposeful in, in showing them a good culture. I think part of it is the vision. You need to have a vision in your restaurant and then make sure that they know it and they know their part in it. I, I think that part is really important because then they can see that they're adding value. Um, one, one way I think about it I, is all employees like autonomy, mastery, and purpose in their job. And so with autonomy, it's how much are they getting to dictate about maybe when they work or what they do? Can they gravitate towards things they like? That autonomy adds so much value outside of just the dollars that we get paid. The Absolutely. mastery is feeling good at what we do. How expert do they feel at what they're doing? And then purpose, of course, is do they feel like they're really adding value and doing something that's really helpful, not just I'm making a burrito. And and so those three things to focus on and, and think about the areas in your restaurant where you can do it is really valuable. But we have seen a few customers that have been pretty successful at that. Yeah, I was writing down a couple couple of notes while you were talking there. One of them goes back to the interview process. And I still I got to get this podcast episode out. It's sitting on my machine. It's great. Uh, where we talk about culture with, with with an author up in Toronto that has a few locations. And he uses that interview process really, really good as far as I've seen other folks do. Makes the folks watch like a 30-minute interview, 30-minute uh, video uh, about his beliefs in the restaurant. And so if you watch that or if you created that for your restaurant brand and you made your new hire watch that, and if they saw that and they still wanted to continue, well, that's good. That's phase one. If they saw it and they didn't want to continue, boom, now you've, you're good. You've already weeded them out and that's great. And, and he'll even ask them questions from the video. And if they, if they pull the, oh, uh, it was, uh, it was great, you know, like means they didn't watch it or they didn't pay attention. That means they don't care. And, that, and so you can really find good people with tools like that and set the tone right away. So I think that beginning part is, is a great thing. I also wanted to call out your, your use of the, of mentorship as, as a role. We put an article out, I think, I think a couple of weeks ago about female mentorships in the business. Uh, but that goes for anybody, like find a mentor, somebody you can develop, you can see their path, you can learn from them. And if you are already successful, you know, please be a mentor to uh, the folks that are coming up in the business. And uh, I'm sure you act that way for several people in, in your organization or maybe outside of it. Is that is that accurate? Uh, I have a yeah, feeling you'd be I, that type of guy. Uh, I I guess so. You know, not trying to uh, toot my horn or something, but I, I do think it's really valuable to gather info everywhere you can. And so because of that, throughout my career, I've tried to talk to anyone I can, you know, and I don't really see things as a hierarchy. Oh, you wouldn't waste time with someone who's early in their career because they don't know X, Y, Z. I, I strive to talk to everyone and I learn things from all those interactions. So I really welcome having that type of interaction with everyone I can. And hopefully there's some wisdom or some value that I produce in the conversation. But I, I know that through those relationships, they always produce value for me too. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, we kind of talked about culture there. I, I had a couple other notes on it, uh, but we pretty much hit it. Is there anything else you want to share on the, on the culture side or the people side or any other takeaways you're there kind of top of mind for you? Uh, no, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I think we covered a, a solid amount there. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to get a couple other quick thoughts on you on, on, on industry. And I'm just going to throw a couple of buzzwords at you. We'll, we'll, we'll let this go for another five, 10 minutes or so, see where we go. But if I throw out loyalty, you customer loyalty, how do you guys think about getting folks back into the restaurant, spending more money. Um, have you seen anybody do it really well just from your, from a customer side, what do you think about loyalty? 
Yeah, at this point, I, I think so loyalty isn't something we provide in our application, but we definitely connect with the restaurants doing it in many different ways. And obviously it's digital these days. And, and so we, we see most of them capitalizing on it through their online ordering platform and really restaurants that have grabbed onto that customer identity and then mm. have multiple ways to reach out to them. It's tough if they're doing it all through third parties because the third party then owns that customer information and, and the restaurant's really just a food supplier. And, and if you're a food supplier only, you know, no one's going to love it because the real thing that's going to keep them coming back is their experience, right? So I, we've seen it, it's great to then reach out through via text and these different avenues to remind them of the experience they had or an experience they can have coming back versus just 15% off of the sandwich next time. Yeah. And I, I always encourage restaurants to use the data that you do get. Cause I, I swear I put in data, uh, whether it's an email here or there. Um, and then I don't, then I don't hear from the restaurants. And then meanwhile, just because it happened yesterday, I think it's every Tuesday around lunchtime. I, there's a certain brand I get a text from. And when it goes off, I kind of, I, I know it, I know it's them, but that's fine. And I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. Because they they're they're at least they have a system in place to at least once once a week touch me, and and so forth. And a lot of restaurants start that and drop it, and it is the biggest miss. If you have that data, please use it. And you have so many ways to collect it now digitally, from the online orders, reservations, uh, the sub, uh, in store, right? So so please use the data. Um, AI. Uh, I don't know if you guys are dealing with AI yet, and what you do, but is in business in whole, what do you think about AI? AI is pretty exciting. I, I think I think you have it from the data analytics side, or you know, to help you with sales forecasting and ordering recommendations and scheduling recommendations. Our system works in those areas, and I think those are really exciting to help run a streamlined restaurant. And then, of course, if you went to the National Restaurant Show in Chicago, it's also very interesting to see. The robotic side of that, mm -hmm. right? I saw a giant robot that was mixing drinks and granted it was mixing them very slowly. So I'm not sure how it shook them exactly because it was about this pace, but, right. but it was pretty neat that it was mixing drinks and then they would get down onto a tray of another robot that rolled around and would deliver it on this tray. And it was, it was pretty fascinating. I don't, I don't think that that's the world we're going to live in next year, but it is interesting to see the different uh, machine learning that has come into play both with actual robotic devices as well as uh, behind the scenes like the things that we're doing to help people run a more streamlined operation yeah well it's funny that you mentioned that because that was one of my little buzzwords i was going to throw at you robotics right and mm. there's I've, I've seen the articles where there's a dude robot flipping a burger in the back or starting to make pizza i think i saw one one doing that uh um, yeah. so so it's it's it is coming and it, it will be slowly and it could replace some of the labor challenges it could replace some of the things people don't want to do um i just hope it doesn't get built in where it takes away the experience that we all come to love about a restaurant so i, I encourage the folks that are building that to be careful uh with that regard and so forth so um one more buzzword for you um ghost kitchens big trend maybe you saw that in nra or maybe you've you've talked about it what, what do you see in there yeah, I've definitely talked with a lot of folks in the ghost kitchen uh, part of the industry, and there there is success there. You know, there and there's lots of different ways to do it. There's the brands that people come up with, and then you know, a kitchen will decide to cook their brand, even though it's really a different restaurant. There's 
also the restaurant groups who buy a separate restaurant chain that they're only going to sell through delivery. But again, they're cooking it in their same kitchens. And then there's other groups where all they're doing, you know, they aren't one specific brand, but it's just a kitchen cooking six brands out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's only for delivery. I've, I've seen so many different aspects of basically cooking more than one type of food in the same kitchen and a lot of customers not knowing where the food came came from because they're not going there to get it and eat it. And I, I think that there's definitely staying power there, though I don't think that the whole industry is going to turn into it. The, when I think about those, I think the ultimate end of the line would be that there's some magic conveyor belt that I just want food and that conveyor belt rolls by my house and drops it on my porch and then, you know, goes away or some drone. Do I look forward to that world? I don't, you know, actually I, I still want to get out. I still want an experience. I, I still want to go see other people and eat with them. And so I, I don't think that ultimately the world goes all the way there, but I do think there's definitely a, a, an area for ghost kitchens because they do make delivery so much more efficient. Yeah, it's uh, we've talked with a few folks about it too, and it's a fascinating change in the landscape that you couldn't have pictured five or ten years ago. This just conceptually, a, a warehouse somewhere cranking out food and right to the delivery people and right to your house, or six brands in one kitchen. Like it's like, oh, that's like I never would have thought of that before. Uh, use it, but using that space, you know, when a restaurant has downtime, uh, when a space is too big or too, or being able to just get a small space and still pump out food. It's, it, it does have profit opportunities and it's really shaken up uh, the market quite a bit. Uh, one last thing. Sometimes I think I know one time I hit you uh, with a, give me a quote or a book. Is there anything uh, top of mind? Are you reading anything these days? Is there any, is there anything uh, pop pop culture you want to share? Anything any, any last parting thoughts? I will say pop culture. You want something there? I loved Top Gun Maverick. Uh, okay. you know, what, was it somewhat corny? Was it somewhat predictable? Of course it was. And that is exactly what I expected from it. Uh, yeah. Book lately, the book I'm right in the middle of right now is Atomic Habits. I'm sure yeah. many people have read that one. Uh, oh, you have it right there behind you. Look at that. Oh, it's so good. You have to get this, people. Atomic yeah, Habits. That is a James solid Clear. Solid book. If yeah. you read it with the idea of actually implementing some of those things, you really can change some aspects of your life. So I'm I'm right in the middle of it right now, but I've actually already made one change in my life because of it. So uh, I, I I'd endorse it. I would I would endorse it. So good. You did you didn't spoil Top Gun for me because I haven't seen it yet. It is on my list. We almost saw it, at least. And so I won't spoil the book for you, the second half of the book, but thank you. It is, it is, it is very, very good. And, and I encourage folks to get it. And I, and also I, I'm about probably read at the beginning part of this year and it's been out for longer than that, but it, it did it. It changed, it changed multiple things for, for me and how I uh, treat my day and how I think about the things that I want to do and create and create these, these habits that just become automatic. And they're, and they're, and, and, and they're good, good things that you should do and you know, you should do, but, but there's a way to systematize them in your life. And uh, that, that book is not rocket science. You're going to read and go, I know that, I know that, I know that, but you go, Oh shoot. I can actually do that. <laughs> so I, I, I really appreciate that. All right, Tony, always awesome having you here. Give me websites and webinars you guys got coming up, social, anything you want to share. Yeah, we, we've got the restaurant transformation tour, which we're doing in a few areas of the country. You know, the name of it sounds like it's a, it's a band tour. And that's what we hope it feels <laughs> like a rock tour. It's pretty fun yeah. there, but you learn lots of things about running a restaurant. You learn about our product, but mainly you're hearing from other major restaurant leaders in the industry and ideas that they have and ways that they've found success. So um, yeah, invite people to that. The next one that we have here is uh, the 27th and 28th of June. 
uh, in LA and we're, we're renting out a theater. It's uh, up in Hollywood. It's going to be a good time. So yeah, I hope people can make it to one of those on the tour. Okay. All right. So that sounds like it's a physical, physical event in multiple cities where you come in and train and talk for a couple of days. Is that, is that accurate? That, that's exactly right. Yep. Okay. So we have okay. that. Okay. And Fun. of course, if you ever need information, go to restaurant365.com and you can find everything there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that, that is fun. I didn't, I wasn't aware you were doing that. So that'll be good. All right, folks, Tony Smith, CEO of restaurant 365, check them out on the web at restaurant 365.com and find information about that tour. Sounds really good. Uh, for more information on restaurant marketing and, and service and operations tech and so forth, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Tony. Jamie, it's a pleasure.